0: To you all! We're sat here in this bright sunshiny day after an extraordinary nine hours of chilling and streaming and doing all those wonderful things with that 9.1 PTR, that live World of Warcraft. All characters now have their base gear, so we can start diving into some fun with those guys, their first steps into M and reliving and redreaming all those specs, as well as smashing some challenger modes in Isaac. And of course, you probably heard the news by now. I will be sitting down on Tuesday. With Mr. Ian Hazakostas, the lead game director of World of Warcraft. And looking at the simple announcement I made on Twitter and the over 800 suggestions of questions asked. The community has a lot of queries, don't they? The community has a lot they would like answers to. They would like to have discussed. I have only one hour. I can tell you now, I have only one hour to try and muddle my way through as much as possible. While having a good conversation, obviously th- throwing in my own suggestions and questions as well. I will be doing all that. On top of that, Horror May begins. We're going to have a precursor to Horror May starting next week. A lovely post on our website with some of the games we're going to be checking out over Horror May, including Returnal. We are going to be checking out Resident Evil Village. All this stuff is to come in the next little while. Needless to say, we are busy, busy bees. And it's very cool. Including tonight, where another large-scale video will be going out. Nice lengthy one with lots of editing from Mr. Chris to keep your interest for a good little while. It's all going on. It's all going on. Ask him if he's a Mr. Rhyme fan. And yes, for those who are our stream audience, Mr. Rhyme has arrived from Japan. (laughs) There he is. The dancing shoes have arrived. But I fear that Pokemon Snap will have to wait for a month. (laughs) Woden is here. Woden is here, yes. Debated into ordering a Mr. Rhyme. No jinx shall step foot into this house. There shall be no jinx in and around my presence. That is not going to happen. It is Friday. It is drama time. Let us get underway. Because last week, you might recall, we had a drama story where judgment was requested. Our gavels were at the ready, yet... There seemed to be a lack of information, didn't there? There seemed to, It didn't seem to make sense. We had a raid leader who wanted to know whether he was responsible for killing his guild. Yet nothing in his story could really clarify that. I felt at the end of the story that judgment could not be delivered because it just didn't seem right. That an entire guild or in fact officers on their own would turn and betray their glorious raid leader simply because of a night where his mic was muted that was the reason we were given Hmm. thankfully his fellow raiders have responded ladies and gentlemen (laughs) his fellow raiders have responded with their context as to this situation Uh, So we can maybe deliver a verdict today. We have had the side of the raid leader himself. Our keyboard is not behaving nicely, which is annoying. Move it a bit closer. Response. Alright. Okay. Now, the names that Bex has provided me for our tale here... That requires none other than the swiftest of t- Twitch chats. Uh, has no names. Okay, no names. Alright, fair enough. No names are involved. Here we go. Uh, a note from Methuselah. Who does go through our drama time stories for us. So I can go in blind. We had a total of three responses to the story from last week. My RL killed my guild. This one comes from one of the officers in the story. During the tale, he was assigned the name Huber. I've also included a short response from a raider at the guild as well. So three members of this guild heard that story and got in contact with us. Hmm. Preacher, I love your content. I was an officer in the guild that is no doubt the one in the spotlight of your most recent topic. My raid leader killed my guild. In this story, I was definitely the person who was known as Huber. Hopefully, I can give what somewhat third-party perspective on the unraveling of that story. As a preface, I am friends with the raid leader, Mr. Tumnus, and have blocked the GM on all platforms. However, I am trying to portray everything below as unbiased as possible. Okay, all right. So, Huber, I believe, if I remember correctly, maybe Bex can clarify this. Huber and Mr. Tumnus was the were the pair, the officers. who the guildmaster declared as the usurpers. These were the ones that moved on and moved into their newer roles and left that guild behind and led to like the linchpins of its destruction. So let's see what they have to say. Preacher, you were correct in your suspicions that the guildmaster was not to be absolved of blame. Our suspicions were true, ladies and gentlemen. What he wrote was ultimately accurate. But the reason half of us chose to leave was his anger, childish behavior and attitude, and unwillingness to listen to the other officers. It's easy to paint yourself in a good light when you were the storyteller. Ah, and that's why our suspicions were raised. That's why the hair on the back of our necks stood up, my friend. Although, unquestionably, he was accurate in calling himself a dick. <laughs> but we could take that checkbox. That part was true. But the recounting of the story barely involves me at all. You see, Mr. Tumnus. So, Mr. Tumnus it was the raid leader, right? Mr. Tumnus was the person who was supposed to be in charge of planning the strategies, uh, etc. for the bosses. And was the person, when they got to the bosses, who said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. You guys, anybody got suggestions? That was what was part of the story. Mr. Tumnus was in charge of leading the raid. He was in charge of coming up with strategies and what we all needed to do in order to succeed. Which is what happened up until the Blood Council. However, this is what was missing. Throughout our progression, the Guildmaster was consistently flaming people on the spot. With some members reaching out and addressing, they had a problem with how he dealt with cock-ups. We told him in officer he needed to calm it down. His solution was not that he muted himself because he didn't feel good, it was to mute his mic to stop his rage. When he was asked to do things or not act in an aggressive or certain way, his answer to this was almost always, I will just mute myself, because that seems to be what solves all the problems. <laughs> oh my god, he four can you just stop fucking raging at everybody please i'll just mute myself then is that what makes you happy as opposed to just you know changing his behavior a bit his response was that he can't change who he is inside i can't change who i am inside it was incredibly toxic childish and unproductive for everybody i didn't like this this wasn't the way to handle things as a leader of a guild i talked to private messages with him to address what happened here i will come back to that later what he said about the raid though is true some of the members came to him and were concerned about pace and wanted to leave the guild what people didn't see was what went on in officer chat and voice chat he and chubula wanted to push even harder enforce hard harsher rules on the raid to get us further quicker this was fueled by the people wanting to leave because we weren't killing bosses. Right, okay, so you've got a situation where your guild is slowed down in being able to kill bosses. And your suggestion then is that we should just push harder, right? This is just like dry anal. This is incredibly rough. The vibe of the raid died, and so did everyone's willingness to participate and work hard for progression. Motivation to even turn up to the raid became very low. Including Mr. Tumnus's preparedness. We were in a complete downward spiral. Okay, so nobody's denying then that the raid leader did stop preparing strategies and things. Okay, so that does suck, for sure. I need to give you context on our raid rules. Oh my fucking god, is this a manifesto? (laughs) There's a raiding manifesto, guys. Are you prepared? (laughs) Are you prepared for the raiding manifesto? You can judge the rules for yourself. Alright, here we go. Participation in raiding? Mandatory. Add-ons? Mandatory. The usual stuff. The money to fuel the guild bank repairs and consumables, etc. was made by donations. But also, a 50-50 split on any BOEs that dropped in the raid. Okay. Everyone was in agreeance. Pretty fair considering free consumables and repairs. Okay. Then... Someone got a two thirteen drop. They already had a two thirteen item, but the one that dropped was best stats, and they asked, they decided to keep it. Rage ensued in officer chat. Unfair. Need to spread loot out, etc., etc. Oh. Okay, alright, I thought the guild was going to sell it instead of letting someone have it, but that's not what happened. This BOE drops, and the guy says, it dropped for me, it's mine. Hmm. The GM wanted to make a rule that anything you can trade, if it's an upgrade for someone else, must be traded. Essentially, bring in Master Looter. I had a big problem with this, and so did many others. Ultimately, the rule didn't go through. But we were encouraged, we encouraged raiders to look out for your fellow teammates. More rules were starting to take over the raid. We accused ourselves of becoming too hardcore. Which sparked a whole other argument. And small things started to tear us apart. Look, okay, look. Obviously you know my feelings on Master Loot. But building a stronger team is not hardcore. Okay? It's not. Building an overall stronger team is not hardcore. And I have, I personally do have, if there's somebody running around, I don't know when this was, if somebody's running around in like an item level 200 belt and this guy's like, well, this one has a bit more crit. Or whatever. So I'm keeping it. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I am not happy with that. That's, that's not my jam. That's not my jam. For reference, in Bald, Fat and Ugly, the BOEs were all given to the guild bank and stored alongside i have to be i have to be open about how amazingly awesome loz in particular and crusher were with boes is they would have alts on every server and just be buying the guild boes they spent many millions of gold doing this uh and they kept every boe until we hit a hard boss and then the whole raid got their pick of boes i can't think of a better system than that our guild bank had full of boes and it's like oh we're at the hard boss now who needs what uh, and they just passed it out. That's how our guild did it. And it was really good. <laughs> so the whole guild just got massive upgrades like that. Uh, and also, I mean, <laughs> we were kind of spoiled. I was definitely spoiled. Uh, we had a spreadsheet where you could write down which BOEs you wanted. And they would go and buy them for you with Guild Bank Gold. But we were, we boosted. We did, we were boost Guild. So we had a lot of, we had a lot of gold. So they would then just go and buy all your BOEs. You literally gave them a list of the BOEs you wanted. And they would just go and buy them for you. So oh, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> and then they were like, you just get all your BOEs in the mail. It was pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> we started using the term being too hardcore. But I think what we were trying to get across was, don't put in too many rules. However, four of us ended up raiding with this new hardcore raiding guild before we decided to leave. The, the reason? The guild have become full of toxic elitist assholes. So after leaving a guild because of too many rules and disagreements, only to land in another filled with toxicity and elitism, it finally clicked for the rest of us. Regardless of how far we get or what achievement we unlock in the game, we're having fun with friends. We then joined a 2 out of 10 mythic guild because we, when we trialed, they were straight up just nice people. A pleasure to be around. We are still there now. Mr. Tumnus ultimately has taken a break from MMOs after the original guild disbanded. So I tell you, what a really killed that guild? I cannot speak for the majority of the members or how they felt, but for a small group of us who were still playing together, we were just sick of the GM's attitude. The four of us who were friends agreed we wanted to leave before all of that drama really started hitting the fan. In conclusion, did Mr. Tumnus, the raid leader, really kill that guild? The mismanagement of the later bosses that caused for a horrible raid experience is a damning argument. Perhaps for some it was, but I'd argue for the majority it was the culmination of a lot of what led to those raid days. We can all agree it didn't help, right? When your raid leader stops researching the bosses and that's his job, that definitely doesn't help, right? For sure. Uh, If you're already, like, pretty pissed off with raiding and now you're getting to bosses and no one knows what the fuck's happening, yeah, that's not going to help, right? (laughs) If the GM legitimately doesn't know why people do not like him, let me make it clear. It's because you're a dick. Well, there you go. And if he has any retort to anything I've said above, in his words... I hard don't care. <laughs> I hard don't care. Thanks for reading, Huber. And we also had this message from a raider in that guild. Hi, Mike. I was a member of a, uh, and a core raid member of the guild in your April 17th drama time segment. As you identified, the author has not given the entire story. Though I am sure with how up his own arse he is, you are not well liked, my dude. <laughs> you are not well liked at all. And I'm sure with how up his own arse he is He thinks that he has disclosed everything that needs to be disclosed I was not an officer Nor somebody that had too much invested in the guild in the first place I was just happy to be raiding This entire thing reads like a fucking narcissist Talking about how it's the fault of the people they abused for, they, they were they abused for being abused I'd like to add some little context The author is correct He is a dick On that, that seems to be pretty much checkmarked Anybody who tries the excuse of, I am just honest, is just trying to avoid accountability for the shitty ways they treat other people. He's arrogant, never at fault in his own opinion, and a just total dick. I witnessed on multiple occasions him pop off in rage directed at the raid leader, the officers, and individual members of the guild. He would do this in a way he believed to be sly, by not mentioning names. Oh, well, somebody around here is not doing enough healing. Somebody around here isn't doing enough raid leading, right? I don't know who, but somebody around here is doing that. Just saying. People in this raid, some people aren't doing enough damage. Some people aren't doing tanking well enough. Not mentioning names. (laughs) But providing as much identifying information as possible about was complaining about. So they had the benefit of the doubt should anybody call him on it everyone who was to pick up other slack except him if somebody missed a mechanic i i placed upheaval in the wrong place your average person would move a foot to avoid dying he would refuse to do this and let the raid wipe because that person got it wrong fucking kill me now kill me now when people do that honestly you fucking suck you suck so fucking bad you suck so bad for doing that i have to tell you this story lich king ten-man heroic right Pretty hard boss if you're a 10-man guild, which we were at the time. We were we only raided on a Saturday afternoon, yet we were one of the highest-rated guilds on the server. Really tremendously good players. Anyway, uh, we had to bring in a friend because somebody was missing. Because it was a 10-man guild that had 10 people. So we brought in a friend to come in uh, from one of the top guilds in the world. Right? So, <laughs> should have been good. Anyway, I'm tanking, right? And I get defile on me. Which means that if I moved from where I was, I would have wiped the raid, considering where I was. There was one of the- this person was a rep paladin, who was right in front of me. So I- instead of panicking, cool, cool as a cucumber, because I was expecting this to happen. Like I teach you guys, this could happen, what am I going to do? I already had a plan, so I just keyed up. Hey, can you move a bit? Because I can't really move with this defile. Because I had one of the ads or something. I was like, I can't really move. I'm going to just drop it here and move over there. And it was it was the only solution to this problem should it happen. He didn't move. Like the raid. The defile spread all over the platform and killed everybody. So afterwards, I'm going, why didn't you move? Like, I asked you, I gave you like at least five seconds of notice. Which is forever in this kind of raid. I was like, why didn't you move? He went, oh, we don't move. Uh, the person with defile moves. I'm like, yeah, but I told you i couldn't do that and you just needed to move like four yards and you would have been you know we wouldn't have wiped or anything like that he's like yeah but the person with defile moves and i was like right but you understand i couldn't do that there right because that would have like aoe'd everybody and killed everybody at that timing so we can't do that it's like yeah it sucks i was like so why didn't you move He's like because the person with defile moves and i'm just in like God, I swear to God, if I had a sword, I, I could reach across the fucking planet. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> oh, it killed me. It killed my fucking soul. Everybody else was laughing, though, because they all got it, right? And they, But, like, it just did not click. It did not fucking click. Anyway, I remember that to this day. It annoyed me so much. Uh, he's overall an absentee, absentee guild leader. His officers were engaged in the community and friends with the raid team. He would show up for the raids, be an honest dick, in his words, in the Discord or guild chat, and then log off. Officer meetings were described to me As being fights rather than meetings The officers engaged with the community Would bring complaints to the officer council Jesus Christ And everything would get shut down The phrase why would we bother asking the guild From the guild master Came up more than once according to several officers When discussing what was best for everyone (laughs) Why would we ask the people it affects (laughs) Caesar does not ask the people Caesar does not bestow upon him why would we bother asking the guild? Okay. His co-guild leader, uh, in your story he was named Count Chubula, was his real-life close friend and handled everything related to what was described as HR, meaning nobody felt comfortable bringing complaints to the guild leader about him. That's a bad plan. Yeah, your RL friend is in charge of complaints. Mm-hmm. Many members of the guild still play together, whether or not they went to the new guild. Nobody plays with the author because, as he says, he's a dick. He proudly posted this video in the Discord where he knew that people on the other side would see it, and I'm 100% positive that he took the lack of verdict against him as some kind of. You posted this drama time in the Guild Discord? <laughs> Are you gonna post this one? I really want to know. <laughs> Are you gonna post this one? <laughs> I was wondering why we got so many replies to the original drama story. He fucking posted it in the Guild Discord? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure he took the lack of guilty verdict against him as some kind of confirmation that he never did anything wrong. He did. And I am sure many other people in that Discord will be providing updates as well. They did. Happy to answer any more questions. I don't think we need any more questions. Swing it! Guilty! Guilty as fuck. Decision is rendered. Guilty. Dude, you fucked up in that guild, man. (laughs) You fucked up. Those guys, like... Those guys do not like you now. That's a unified front, I'm afraid. Oh my god. That is one unified front of people. This sunshine, though, invading drama time as always. I'm going to have this glistening, uh, majestic, godlike face. Thank you very much. Alright, Gianluca! Let's get Gianluca in here. How are we doing, Gianluca? Oh, my keyboard is like dying or something. That sucks. And I'm blind now. Oh wow, this is just a whole field of issues. Gianluca and couch mafia thank you very much for your support ladies and gentlemen whether it's on the website or on the old patreon thank you very very much a pleasure to do this okay this one is called i'm a little worried about this don't get your try and keep your try and keep your balls together all right the case we have a case of the sexy tank Slutmogged tanks. Hmm. We have a case. First live drama. Welcome everybody who comes to uh, drama time. Always great to see you. Okay. <clears throat> we have a case. We have a case of the sexy tank. <laughs> Shit, I'm in a drama. <laughs> I don't think so, Isaac. Justice Preach and the wise, wise jury. You're so guilty. If you're buttering up the jury, you're, you're so guilty. The Burning Crusade is becoming classic, and it has revived a very old argument. Maybe you and the jury can settle this argument for me. My best friend in late vanilla was the main tank of our guild. His name was Gianluca. Gianluca was a dedicated tank. He never missed a raid, and I remember him volunteering to run guildies through dungeons constantly. A true tank bro. It's fair to say I had an enormous crush on Gianluca. He never spoke. He growled his words. (sighs) He had a voice like a Mustang engine. With my headset turned up to 11, I could feel the vibration of his deep Georgia accent in my legs. Oh, Gianluca! Oh! Goddamn! Goddamn! Literally vibrating the legs with his voice. Boo, yeah. Gianluca's got to turn out to be like 11 (laughs) or some shit, isn't he? I used to stay up chatting with him late into the night, farming consumables. And you know what? Chatting was easy because Gianluca was smart. He was a senior at UCLA, uh, University of Columbia in Los Angeles. University College of Los Angeles, something like that. Majoring in math and dinosaurs. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I don't <laughs> Have you ever majored? I don't think it was called dinosaurs, right? They don't call it that once you get to uh, college. I don't think. So. University of California, Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't think they call it dinosaurs anymore. He spoke fluent Greek. And knew how to fly a helicopter Mm. He knew everything about politics and wars and stuff In the news And stuff in the news I'm taking it you didn't (laughs) I'm taking it you didn't He knows everything about politics and wars and stuff in the news And he had real opinions He was always reading books Telling me about authors I had never heard of before Like Terry Pratchett What? You don't know who Terry Pratchett is? Come on now. like You found out after this though, right? I mean, Gianluca put you onto this. Guilty. Yeah, you've just annoyed a lot of people. You've just annoyed a lot of people. Mostly, I just wanted to listen to him speak. Fuck, I want to hear Gianluca speak. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. This is what it actually says after this. Let's give this a control V. Mostly, I just wanted to listen to him speak. Hmm... <laughs> And Gianluca Seemed to like me back He called me Ploppy Is this the actual name from the story, Bex? Or is this what Gianluca referred to them as? Is Ploppy the affectionate name? Or have you put this name in? This is the actual affection name This is the pet name Ploppy He called her Ploppy. Okay. Alright. I know it sounds weird out of context, but I love that name. (laughs) This guy could call you Beach Whale. You'd be like, oh yeah. I am your Beach Whale, Gianluca. Ploppy? (laughs) Oh, Gianluca. It's just the way he says Beach Whale, though, in that growly voice. I fucking love it. I remember I imagined he looked like my dream man. A lumberjack body, blue eyes, craggy face, and thick chestnut hair. A lot of lumberjacks doing dinosaurs and playing World of Warcraft. A lot of them. But my favourite thing is the magic. I am not I am not adding to this. This is word for word. Gianluca was an award-winning magician. <laughs> no, he's an actual magician. <laughs> Shut up. The lumberjack magician. Studying dinosaurs, what an all-rounder. I tell you what, sometimes you can be overly successful. Crazy. He was an award-winning magician, and honestly, there's nothing sexier than a really good magic trick. <clears throat> there is, though. <laughs> like, there really is. There really <laughs> There totally is. So I like Gianluca, Jean Gianluca liked me. There was one problem, though. Couch. Oh shit, who's Couch? Couch Mafia was a fairly average mage. Oh god, the, the changing tone as you typed this is unbelievable. From that description of Gianluca to Couch Mafia was a fairly average mage. He was also a graduate physiotherapist and my RL fiancé. <gasps> oh! Oh! Wow, this is you describing your fiance. It took you 10 words to describe your fiance, and three paragraphs involving an mmm with Gianluca the magician, the dinosaur ma- magician. Oh shit, this is about to get heavy as fuck. Oh no. Couch Mafia and I were living together in Habadu? Habadu? Where's Habadu? Behind his uncle's house in DC. I googled and I still have no idea what the fuck a Habadoo is apart from slang for happy birthday. So maybe maybe they live in a, a birthday cake? Oh, this is from Bex. Oh Bex had the same question as me. Alright, this is a message from Bex. I tried to find out what a fuck I think it's a location, right? A habadoo is a granny flat. Is this a like a an American thing? I've never heard of Habadoo. <clears throat> so uh Bex found out that Habadoo is a slang is slang for Happy Birthday, so perhaps they live in a birthday cake. I don't think so. I've never heard that time before. Yeah, I've never heard that one. It must be a, 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 local de- a local thing. I rolled my dwarf priest, which is still in my account, on an ancient Mac in order to play with Couch Mafia when he was spending all his time... Alright, this is in quotations, so I already... F- I feel so bad for you, Couch Mafia, right now. <clears throat> she played on a Mac while Couch Mafia would spend all his time, in quotations, raiding, with his, in quotations again, guild instead of with me couch mafia upgraded an old pc just so i could play properly what a nice guy he got me into his raid team what a nice guy which i thought was amazing but in retrospect they just needed healers (laughs) so cold fucking poor couch mafia man fucking poor couch i feel really bad for couch mafia right now Couch Mafia did not like Gianluca. Really? The guy you spend all night up night with? with Farming herbs? It wasn't about me. Lots of the guild avoided Gianluca outside of raid times. Gianluca said that nobody liked him because they were jealous of his gear. Yeah, I hate it when my tanks are well geared. What a bastard that is. Not going to play with him anymore. Tell you what, as soon as I see a well-geared tank, you know what I think to myself? Never playing with that guy. Absolutely not. It must be the gear. It must... Imagine playing with a well-geared tank. What a fucking nightmare that would be. Ugh, worst day of my life. I figured they probably hated magicians. That's more likely, honestly. (laughs) It's more likely. I started juggling... Oh, this sentence is horrific. Oh my fucking god. Bex, why have you given me this? I feel sick. I started juggling both Couch Mafia and Gianluca for several months as our wedding day approached. Jesus fucking Christ. I switched to herbalism and alchemy so I could take care of potion farming just for Gianluca while he studied. Couch Mafia said that that was a weird thing to do. Oh <laughs> You told him why you were doing it? Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta re-roll my professions and stay up all night farming for Gianluca. What? <laughs> Is there so? Some- oh, that's what he started to suspect! You swapped professions for him? Is there something going on? He asked me if there was something he should know. I told the truth! Couch Mafia and I were just buddies. And that I wouldn't be jealous if he made friends with a girl in the guild couch mafia pointed out that i am the only girl in the guild i said it's not my fault the burning crusade got announced and filled the guild with fresh energy i felt like a new start i felt it felt like a new start and it put me in the mood to make changes in my real life as well oh can we already get some fucking hearts in the chat for couch mafia i asked jan luca again to send me a picture and he finally did Couch Mafia saw it and I dis- and and I dismissed it as nothing, making a big show of deleting it. But secretly, that full photo made me drool all over my keyboard. Gianluca was standing waist deep in a swimming pool. His body, muscular, tanned, his face strong, dependable. His face was strong and dependable. His hair, thick and curly. And I could make out his package through the water. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> jean Luca explained that he built that swimming pool himself when he was 15, digging it all by hand with a shovel over a summer. Why? Because his dad said he probably couldn't do it. Around this time, jean Lucer also posted poetry on the guild forum, and even on the official tank forum. I read it so many times. I know it mostly by heart. Even now, I think it's genuinely really good. Here it is. Are you, you've sent me jean Luca's poet <laughs> <clears throat> what Bex, what the fuck have you got me into? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, a reading from the tank forums the poetry of Jean Luca, the dinosaur studying, poetry writing, magician of California. If you can keep the threat when all the raiders are blowing cooldowns on random trash, if you can stay alive through healer failures and DPS whose PCs crash. If you can pull a pack together and hold them during AOE, with extra aggro on whichever, targets chosen by melee. If you can raid the million hours, scheduled weekly by your guild, when you'd rather go and pick some flowers, but stay until the boss is killed. If you can farm the best defensive, potions, foods and other stuff, without complaining it's expensive or giving up a single buff. If you could take the pants you looted and trade them to a week off tank. And grats him when he gets recruited and never claim his DKP. If you can die when almost winning because raiders ate a, tile swipe, a tail swipe. And res and clear the trash from the beginning and never bitch and moan about the wipe. If you can pull an entire room of casters using line of sight. And stay alive while your healer zoom with whipper roots and seal of light. If you can progress the 300th minute. As cool as when the raid began. Yours is the game and everything that's in it. And better still, you'll be a tank, my man. No, man. Like, sploosh. (laughs) Sploosh. God damn it. I need to- you better get married to Gianluca by the end of this. All oh Gianluca turns out to be a fish living in a bowl. I admit, I fostered little dreams of leaving Couch Mafia and flying to Los Angeles to meet Gianluca. I even dropped Gianluca a few hints, but he always changed the subject. He said he wouldn't be able to meet me because, when he wasn't playing WoW was or studying, he was training to join the Marines. A magician in the Marines? Imagine. Directly after graduation. That would be unfair, right? If the marines had magicians and shit. Like fucking Merlin flying through. They had approached him. Oh, he said the marines had approached him. it become one of the fast moving specialists who does nighttime extraction missions. Honestly, it turned me on even more. Did you really buy this shit? Did you? I can't. This guy does so much stuff. I can't even remember it all. And I'm trying i'm actually trying magician paleontologist mathematician m- marine pool builder lumberjack poet poetry I mean, I mean yeah poet laureate it all blew up of course as you no doubt expected it all blew up at the night couch mafia oh my god <gasps> oh f- it all blew up on the night Couch Mafia got up at 2am wondering where I was, and found me still chatting with Gianluca. Unfortunately, Couch Mafia overheard me saying I was looking forward to walking through the dark portal with him more than I was looking forward to walking down the aisle. That's some cold shit, man. That is fucking cold as ice, dude. Oh, Fucking hell, my soul is on fire right now. Couch Mafia and I had one of the biggest domestics of our entire relationship. We both said things we regretted. I said he should mind his own business. He said I was turning into the guild slut. (laughs) I said Gianluca was a better man than him in every way. (laughs) He said Gianluca's full of shit. I said I have a photo. He called me a retard and that photo was of some 70s movie star. Please tell me it was like Tom Selleck or something and you didn't know who it was. I said Gianluca would break his arm just for saying that. He tried to get my headset. I ripped the cables out so hard of the panel with the sockets broke off the motherboard. (laughs) Couch Mafia spent the rest of the night on his uncle's couch. I locked the door and failed to fix my broken PC. Then I called my mother and sobbed the entire story down the phone, ending with... Couch Mafia is so mean and rude, and I just want my life to be with Gianluca. My mother listened patiently. Oh, God, is this going to be the mother hammer? I think the mother's about to deliver the guilty verdict, because mums don't play that shit. Mom, listened patiently! And then she gave me both barrels. (laughs) oh shit she told me couch mafia has done nothing wrong she told me i knew nothing about Gianluca. she demanded to know what the hell i was doing flirting with some guy on the internet while my fiance slept just a few rooms away and she reminded me that i was lucky to be engaged to a man who loved me and i should grow the hell up she was right she was totally right I apologised immediately to Couch Mafia in the morning, and we took a long break from World of Warcraft, sneaking back in towards the end of Burning Crusade and playing on and off all the way to the Shadowlands. We got married as planned and have a little girl who reminds me of that kid from the story you Arcane Explodes Through Mythic+. Plus. She even loves League of Legends, surprise. In the intervening years have brought plenty of fresh trouble. Young living is the devil. But the topic of Gianluca still comes up occasionally. Couch Mafia says he was a complete liar and I fell for his crap. But I point to the poem, which has never shown up on Google anywhere else, as proof that he was a clever man who really liked me and was telling the truth. That's your evidence? Are you out of your mind? Are you actually insane? J- okay, the last line of this. Justice preach. Jury, who is right? Am I guilty of stupidity? I would smash this fucking hammer to pieces if I didn't need it in f- upcoming shows. That poem is shit. Okay? Like, actual shit. Right? We didn't know we were using that as evidence, yet you saw this here. I would literally stuff this up my ass and swing myself into a wall. What in the fuck? You really believe? I uh, even still have doubts in your mind to this day... That out there somewhere is the pool-building, marine, dinosaur-loving, mathematician, fucking magician. You still think that guy is floating around like the Wizard of Pissing Oz? Flying around on his magic fucking banana, just treating ladies like Aladdin or some shit? What in the... What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Are you crazy? Of course not! No! It's just some dude with a deep voice. He sat there covered in butter with waffles stuffed up his ass going... Oh, I'm going to be a marine. I can write a poem. Jesus Christ. I can't believe there's still potentially a thought in your brain that that might be real. Oh my god. Oh, that's painful. Oh. oh. Gee, fuck me. Oh, I'm angry. I'm angry. Can I? Can you give me Couch Mafia's email address? I need to speak to him. <laughs> I need a word. I need a word in his shell. I need a word in his shell. Oh my god. Okay. Let's all calm down. Let's all calm down. All right. You don't know. It could be real. Dude, I have met some ridiculous overachievers in my life. They don't achieve that much. Believe. I have met crazy, crazy overachievers. They still don't achieve that much. Holy crap. Oh yeah, I dug out a swimming pool at 15. You know, my dad used to build airports, right? And they wanted to make sure employment was high. So you know what they did? They had all the locals dig the runway. It takes so long to dig out ground. Like so long. And when you're 15, you're just there. I bet you pictured him as, you know what's worse? You pictured some fucking giga chad stud, right? With a 25 inch dick. In like booty shorts, topless, with sweat glistening down him. With his bottle of water in the pool, like ah, oh, and his fucking giant shovel. Just digging away. I'm just digging away. Oh, and his muscles were all flexing, he was vascular as shit, and I'm oh yeah. And then you know what he did? He fucking conjured up some magic fucking soil wheelbarrow shit and just swooshed it across as wiping his brow with his chestnut hair and all that. Fucking nuts. No. You ever seen a fucking builder at work? They're knackered and they're sweating, grumpy. That's how it works. The Marines approached him. Yeah, they knocked on his door. He's like, mate, are you that magician who built that pool? We need you for night spec ops. And he was like, maybe once I've finished studying dinosaurs, I'll give you a chance. But for right now, I'm in the middle of something. You know what I mean? Because I'm raiding in World of Warcraft. Well I'll get back to you, Marines. I'm so angry for Couch Mafia. So I'm, I'm, I'm mad for you. All right, you should have waved. I don't know what this is. Hopefully, it's is this light-hearted, Bex? Because I'm I'm literally drenched in anger right now. <clears throat> All right. Yes, this name is really one of our supporters. Okay. It's called Ted Diabetes. Is that supposed to be a mix on Ted DiBiase? <laughs> Ted, Di- oh Ted Diabetes. <laughs> oh sweet God! All right. Oh okay. Let's have some lighthearted to finish up. Oh, I'm fuming. Greetings and salutations, Mike, and that chat. I'm a long-time viewer, first-time writer. This is a short story that takes place in the late OG Vanilla. We're going back to 2006. I was a human mage and my IRL buddy, Ted, Ted, Ted Diabetes, was a Nelf Drood. We were just a couple of newbies leveling in the mid-50s in the western Plaguelands. All the way back then. We were questing in the northern area along the path to Hearth Glen and we started making our way towards that tower with the Scarlet dudes off to the side. I stopped and told Ted to wait as I noticed the Scarlet fuckers were dead and I wanted to know who was responsible in case it was a hoardy. He immediately went into stealth kitty form. And we approached the tower. Inside that tower on the spiral staircase ramp. And where there was there. A level 60 undead rouge. I didn't know anything about level 60 gear at the time. But he looked like he was kitted out. A true murderer right in front of us. We both stopped dead in our tracks. I told Ted that we should wave at him to see if he was friendly. To which he responded red equals dead i decided i would wave at him anyway i slash waved and to my relief the rouge slash waved back i walked up the ramp out of sight i said to my boy ted see not everything needs to be pvp he's friendly just give him a wave but he refused because the horde are the fucking enemy he said we should kill his horde ass There's two of us, one of him. Being a sensible person as I always am in games, I said, we're not going to be able to kill that guy. I'm just going to put it out there right now. He's 10 levels higher than us, uh, and he's probably got really good gear, so that's not going to happen. As we were discussing this for a couple of minutes about how we were maybe, maybe not going to take on this rogue, respawns started to appear around us inside the base of the tower, and we started killing them. Just as you know it. That familiar crack sounded across our headphones. The rogue emerged from stealth and beat the shit out of Ted Diabetes's ass right in front of me. As he was dying, he screamed, "That dude is such a noob, man! Attacking when we're killing mobs—he is not friendly. What a noob!" I just sat back and watched my friend as he struggled to survive against the higher-level rogue. The fight, as you can imagine, did not last long. After the rogue finished having his way with Ted Diabetes, he walked out of the tower, mounted up, and rode away, leaving me completely alone. I waited a few minutes as Ted Diabetes ran back to his body and rezzed. He then shouted at me the usual thing his friends do. Bro! Bro! Where were you? Where were you? Why not you help? We could have had him! I laughed and said, I'm friends with that rogue as far as I'm concerned. We have a secret waving code. Bullshit he said. I said what what the fuck was I going to do to the level 60 rogue? He killed you in literally seconds. I can't even hit him with my spells. He argued so. Bros, help bros. I could only think of one reply. You should have waved. You should have waved like I told you to. He didn't even touch me. He had no beef with me. If you had waved, showed friendliness. He probably had left you alone too and been on a merry way. As we were nearing the end of the discussion and preparing to continue on, suddenly the crack sounded again. The rogue was back and he was absolutely butt fucking Ted Diabetes. He screamed, What the fuck? I just sat there and watched again. This time he managed to kill him even quicker. After Ted Diabetes' body fell to the ground, this rogue turned to me. They gave me a salute this time, and then took off. As Ted was walking back to res, (laughs) Ted Diabetes was now actually in full-on rage mode. Dude! You're just gonna let him do that to me twice, mate! Twice! You should've waved, bro. You should've waved. Should've just given him a little wave. I've told this story to a few of my little friends, and we still laugh about it from time to time. We'll be playing the game like Dead by Daylight. And if one of us is getting chased by the killer, the other will say, just throw him a wave and you're definitely going to be saved. Thank you for reading my little story. For anyone playing WoW Classic, the Burning Crusade Classic, or Retail with War Mode, maybe, maybe, if you're in danger, you can throw yourself a little slash wave. Oh, All right, I think this is another... Yeah, I've got eight minutes before I have to go to the main road and pick up my son. So I got this. I got this. Let's have one more. I don't want to leave you high and dry because that's cheeky uh let's go with uthred the wonderful uthred been with us for many years good to see you uh what's this my legendary affair Ooh. Oh god is this gonna get deep don't wave at me i don't want to see your waves just don't gank me okay <clears throat> all right we're speed running Judgment required. Okay, this says judgment is required. Gavel's at the ready. Preacher, while waiting for the raid to start yesterday, a couple of guildies and I were chilling in Discord and reminiscing about our newbie times, specifically our experiences raiding during the Cataclysm. I piped up and told them that an an abbreviated version of the tale I'm about to share with you and your merciful chat, but after an awkward silence, I decided I needed to elaborate further. I had never spoken of this moment until then. And it took me doing so to realise exactly how ridiculous this scenario was. I know now that I am very much guilty. But I request judgement for your chat. Who is guiltier? Oh god. Growing up I was only allowed to use the family PC for an hour a day for anything other than homework. And I was definitely not allowed to play online games because, of course, pedophiles. When I graduated high school, I went to school out of state, and there I was finally able to pick up the game that I had yearned to play for as long as I could. Wow. I remember being on the character select screen for the very first time and seeing how gorgeous and stunning the blue elves, uh, Blood Elves were. But as I broke a broke college student, I was short on cash, so I planned on only buying the expansions as I needed them so I could save up, and therefore I couldn't make a Blood Elf. Since my high school friends were all playing Horde, I had to pick what I considered to be the second prettiest race. So I made a female troll mage. You ask, What the fuck? I was hooked. I stayed up countless nights and skipped class after class in order to explore Azeroth. During this time, I met Uthrid. A guy that was six years older than I at a local card shop while playing Magic the Gathering. Things progressed quickly and we ended up dating. Everything was amazing at first, but since all my time was spent playing World of Warcraft, or being with Uthrid, I ended up dropping out of school. Oh no! No, no, no! Wrong, <laughs> wrong! Oof! Determined not to have to leave Uthrid and move back home to face my parents, I got a job as a waitress downtown and found a studio apartment. Eventually, since Uthrid didn't have a job, he decided he'd move in with me, rent free. This was around the time that Firelands had released. My guild had a big decision to make at the start of this raid, as many of you know. There is a certain legendary staff. And as a caster, I wanted that thing more than anything. I really couldn't care less about the power gain it would give me, but I was told that it would turn you into a dragoon. I knew that I had to be the one chosen to obtain this item. Oh god, what are you going to do for it? It came down to it either going to me or a shadow priest. I knew that the shadow priest would get really nervous and awkward around girls, so in the most pleading, feminine voice I could manage, I told him how much I really, really wanted that staff. And how much I'd appreciate it if you would let me get the first one. Oh my god, you sold yourself for a staff? <laughs> oh man, sure enough, worked like a charm. And I was chosen to be the first to get the staff. Even though I was always near the bottom of the meters and constantly dying to mechanics. Jesus fuck, man. Oh god, guilty. Uthred knew I played World of Warcraft, but I don't think he realised exactly how much I played. When he moved in, he was always complaining about how much time I would play and never with him. I told him that he spent all day playing Starcraft 2 while I was at work, so when I got home from my job that paid the bills, I wanted to play some video games as well. He told me that Starcraft 2 is different than World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft ruins people's lives. The argument came to a head when he gave me an ultimatum. It was either I quit World of Warcraft, Warcraft or he's going to leave me. What, the jobless stay-at-home StarCraft player is going to leave you? Oh no. I wish I had just been like, okay, bye. But I was young and dumb and thought I was in love. I begged him not to go and ended up agreeing to his terms. The problem was, I really did want that staff. So I came up with what I thought was the perfect plan. A couple of days later, I informed Uthred that my work schedule was changing, and how I would now work split shifts on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where I would open the restaurant, have a couple of hours break in the middle, and then work until the close at 11pm. Are you going to be playing WoW outside of the house you're paying for, so he can stay at your house rent-free playing StarCraft? You did make some goofed-up decisions when you were younger, right? Tell me it got better. Right? tell me it improved at some point it's got to have gotten better right (laughs) it's got you can't drop out of school and this is the life you're building that's not the plan i would only work of course the opening shift on those days and for the rest of the day i would set up my laptop at a local webcam a local cafe that was open 24 hours and was commonly commonly frequented by students who were there to study I would buy an ice chai and play World of Warcraft for the rest of the day, then raid before packing up and heading home, pretending like I had just gotten off of work. My plan worked flawlessly for about a month before I got a text in the middle of the raid from Uthred. All it said was, come home now. I replied letting him know that I was still at work and that I'd see him as soon as I got home. <laughs> Can't come home, I'm at work. <laughs> I got an icy feeling in my stomach as I expected that I had somehow been discovered. And sure enough, the next message from Uthred was him informing me how he had uh how he had called my work and they told him that I wasn't there, and now he knew I was lying and I needed to come home. There was only half I cannot believe for a whole month your fella never dropped into the the restaurant to like say hi. Right? Does that not seem insane to anyone else? That for a month, while she was supposedly working double shifts, he never just dropped in to say hi. That doesn't seem crazy. He's busy... St- after this game. Yeah, after this game. After this game. I'll, I'll go after this game. Do you work in a public place though, Isaac? Right? It's not like dropping by an office space or something like that. It's a restaurant, right? At least when we were working the pubs, we would... Um, Emma and I would drop in if the others was working just to say hi. There was only half an hour left of raid, so I turned off my phone and finished raiding. <laughs> I was not going to get behind getting the legendary staff by missing any kills just to go home and get dumped. <laughs> What am i gonna do miss start get dumped and lose the staff that's not happening (laughs) i walked into my apartment to a scene of utter chaos as Uthred screamed at me relentlessly how i had broken his trust now he couldn't believe i would do this to him i could barely even make out what he was saying but i realized as i was starting to cry that he kept saying things like did you have sex with him who is he tell me his name in a daze i finally understood that he thought i had actually been cheating on him (laughs) way worse than that way way worse i was stunned i didn't know what to say i didn't know how he had come to this conclusion really you can't figure it out he finds out that for over a month you've been pretending to be at work and you can't figure out that maybe he suspects you're cheating on him and not that you're literally just staying in a cafe all day on a laptop playing world of warcraft right i didn't think he would believe me if i told him the truth and honestly I don't know if he would see me playing WoW as better or worse than me cheating on him. I stood there crying and apologizing. He took this as an admission of guilt and he swore he would make my life a living hell. Oh, this can only get better, right? This is great. What happened? Right? I tried to defend myself, but he took everything I said as more and more lies. He left my apartment and informed me that he'd be back for the rest of his stuff while I was at work the next day. When I calmed down, I realized I was less upset than I thought I'd be. At least now I could play WoW at home. (laughs) on the upside hey every cloud every cloud right <clears throat> every cloud the biggest downside of this whole scenario is that he told as many people as would listen at all of the local game stores that I was a whore and it made playing magic the gathering very awkward for a couple of years especially I still see him at events I mean at least I did get my stat though <laughs> what the fuck is your life what I realize that both of us made some pretty questionable decisions, but I submit myself to your judgment. Who is guiltier? You! By, like, miles! What? Are you kidding? You, you, you! You're fucking the Hannibal Lecter of the story! Are you crazy? Of course it's you! It's every step of the way, you! Literally every step from sentence one, it's you! A whole, a whole hog! Regardless of the outcome, thank you for reading my story. And I hope you and yours have a lovely weekend. We will. We will. Can you let me know how things are now, though? (laughs) I would really like to know. Are things better now? I want them to be better now. So badly. So, so badly. I really do want them to be better now. Oh, he's not innocent. Nobody said that. The question was, who's guiltier? That was the question. Nobody's claiming he's innocent. She's way guiltier, though. (laughs) Like, way, way guiltier. Way, way guiltier. For sure. 100 percent all the way (laughs) nah (laughs) okay 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 nah you're wrong exonerated gotcha (laughs) yeah exactly you thread. so i'm totally innocent then (laughs) totally innocent okay that brings the end of drama two minutes past i need to go pick up my son thank you for a wonderful week my guys thank you very very much guilty of being jobless thing and playing starcraft i guess good stories great great drama time as always thank you everybody for sending them in look forward to seeing more of them have a great weekend guys and i will see you soon be good bye bye where's my end it's not gonna play is it see go on you wouldn't go on